You're listening to the best barbecue show, the show where we talk, taste, and even try to cook the best barbecue in Texas, which is the best barbecue in the world. And more proof to that is that Ray's Barbecue in L.A., Huntington Park, is now called Ray's Texas Barbecue. He had a run-in with the barbecue snob and has fully decided to add the word Texas to the name of his restaurant. He's an awesome guy. Uh, We've all had fun with the Meat Man hashtag together, and he now has a Meat Man burrito that's kind of taking the world by storm. He cooks brisket. He makes his own sausage. Uh, It's Texas style, but on a different coast. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Ray, a really interesting guy who loves Texas barbecue and uh, is sharing it in a neighborhood that doesn't have any. Enjoy. So you, so you're you're sitting at work. You know, you see Daniel Vaughn walk in. What's your first thoughts? Uh, he's here. I need to get my stuff together, meaning my composure, my composture, however, what's the correct way of saying it? Get my thoughts together and uh, imagine in my head what I was, how I was going to fix the platter and making sure that everything that I said I was going to be in there was going to be in there. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, ha- it's happened before where... You plan for, you know, photo shoot or you plan for something and you forget to include, you know, an item in there. And it happens to be usually a second best, second most important item. So, oh yeah, I just, I said hi, I welcomed them, I gave them the tour, gave them the samples, you know, and they said, so what do you want? He's like, well, fix me up with a little bit of everything. I said, you got it. And that's what we did. And we even included the now super worldwide famous Meat Man Burrito. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you 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 own that Meat Man hashtag for a minute there. You you were dominating it. Oh, uh, you know, it, it was back in the beginning. It was back in the beginning. Remember back of last year, uh, once we kind of, uh, after we met and I was over there in Austin, it was just, uh, I was tagging it on everything. And, you know, and it's, it's a win-win situation because it, at the end of the show, everybody... At the end of the show, everybody who's listening to the show is a meat man. So what a better word to identify ourselves and a burrito that's full of meat than a meat man burrito. Well, and we were honored that you kind of chose to, you know, part of the friendship was to create this amazing piece of food that, I mean, how many shows have, have there been 10 different shows that have come over and recorded that burrito? I mean, I've seen it on everything. Yes, uh, it's, uh, I would say the biggest one so far uh, was last year, back in uh, February, that was Insider Food, Insider Mac and Cheese. I think there was about four different types of Insider that filmed it, Food Beast, and lately, uh, which now they call it, in those days it was called the Brisket Burrito. After that, we named it the uh, Meat Man Burrito, and ever since now, no, everybody forgot about the 
frisky burrito. Now everybody knows it as a meme and burrito. Thrillist, I think the video came out in May. It's already at uh, six-something million views. Wow. Uh, it's very big, and everybody knows it as a meme and burrito. So, and even the customers who knew it before as a brisket burrito, they don't even call it brisket burrito anymore. It's called, oh, let me have a meat man. And do you feel like... I mean, it's kind of the culture out there to to put everything in a burrito, right? So you're just you're fitting in with everyone, all the other burritos either, out there, and doing it better. Either what it is, but lately, lately it's all about the tacos, uh, and I think even even nationwide, it's all. And ever since kind of Taco Tuesday started, it seems like the burrito fate has kind of uh, fell asleep for a little bit. But we're keeping it alive. We're keeping it alive because it's kind of funny how um, we've been included on several lists uh, here in LA. Which uh, there was one that I could remember on the Eater LA list. Uh, it was all about tacos, but yet our the meat man burrito was there. <laughs> so uh, I I would say we're but the only burrito that honestly everybody's talking about. There's no other really other burrito that anybody even talks about. It's all about the meat, man. I mean, you've seen it on Instagram. They've come as far as Dubai to come oh. and eat the meat, man, burrito. It's, uh, and, and not just, uh, not just uh, on a tourist vacation, it was more like, I don't know if you know the story. Did you hear about that customer that came from Dubai? Did you? I think, I think you posted a video or a story about it, right? Yeah, so it's an, it's a commercial airline pilot and, I won't say the name because I'm not supposed to. So uh, it's a commercial airline pilot, and he flies the uh, you know one of the biggest airplanes in the world. And he had been waiting for months and months to get a flight to LA as part of his job. That uh, back in December he did. Uh, he was uh, landed in LAX, and he was staying in Orange County. So he rented a car just to come and eat the meat man burrito. And so. How many people, I mean, has it become like 50% of your sales or burritos or what? No, I, I would say on a, the busiest day we've had on a burrito, on a burrito, uh, I would say kind of wild sale day, 74. On an average, we'll sell about 45, 40, 45, between 40 and 45. Now, you got to remember that these burritos are 22 bucks for sex. Yeah. So they're not, they're not, they're not for the faint of pocket. Well, and it's, but, I mean, it's, you could easily split it between two people, maybe more. Yeah, it is. It, it's very shareable. It's one pound each, each half. So we cut it in half and if we share it, you get one half and I get one half and it's both identical. You know, you get a, a complete sausage cut in half. You'll get a sliced brisket, none of that chopped crap that you know, some barbecue shop leave that over. No, this is fresh stuff. We don't, you know, that chopped stuff, we throw it away. Uh, we uh, use Duroc pork. That sausage is now made in-house with Duroc pork. I mean, we're talking heritage breed. Uh, it's, we're really, honestly, that burrito should be worth a lot more. And people, <laughs> and people will be paying, will be willing to pay for it because, not because of the burrito, because of the quality of the ingredients that we're using. Well, and that's an important thing in California, right? In Texas, you can kind of get away with a select brisket, but there they want they want some they want good stuff. Yeah, but you know what's the good thing about it is that uh, you know obviously the incomes are a little bit higher, and even Texas has a high, you know, 
has you know, very high incomes, but all around there's a there's a trend here that people are willing to pay extra if it's fresh and if it's premium ingredients, and they won't mind because you know back in my early days when I was using you know normal brisket from Restaurant Depot and Costco, which is nothing wrong with it. It's just like you said, your standard brisket. It's absolutely okay. Um, it was very affordable, but now, now that you compare this kind of, you know, you know, meat to the old one, it's like driving a, a Rolls Royce and then going back to a Toyota Camry, which is okay, but it's a car, but it's a different driving experience. Yeah, and so, are you? I mean, you you have other ideas in the works, or are you kind of you sticking with what you got because you're you're blowing up with it. Well, you know what I, as you probably saw on Instagram, I tried, I tried to uh, bring back the one pound pulled pork sandwich we used, to, which we used to call the matador. Uh, I played around with one weekend bringing back the old nachos, but that burrito, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't take away its fame. It's it, nobody. Once you try it, it's like you don't want to try anything else. Uh, you heard some of the uh, comments from some of the visitors that have been here and listeners. It's pretty, uh, once you take one bite, it's kind of like you just can't go back to your normal stuff. And even, I was surprised even Daniel Brown liked it. I wasn't expecting him like it. I was expecting yeah. him to say, you know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's my own creation, but he still enjoyed it. You, you see that picture of his daughter just taking that big bite on the, on the article? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> yeah, being in Texas, a Texas, you know, barbecue food critic, and being, you know, having your taste was so, you know, pretty much uh, alert to every single flavor and taste, you would easily get turned off by something like that. But looks like looks like he enjoyed it. Well, and sometimes it's, you know, I I we have a hashtag chicken is a vegetable, and it's to the point now <laughs> where it's like, if if you're gonna if you're gonna eat it, like eat the meat, you know. Because there's just so much, there's so much goodness in there. That's that just the 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 swirl of flavors is. You know, I'm 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 imagining like in the future you 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 maybe do like a fine dining night or something, and you do a, a deconstructed uh, meat man burrito, which is like one bite of everything wrapped in like a little wrap. <laughs> hey, I'll be honest with you. If uh, yeah, one of the biggest people that I admire in the barbecue biz is uh, Ronnie Killens. You know, because he has a a variety of uh, restaurants, not just barbecue, and uh, you never know. But it's one of the it's one of the people that I really admire because not only does he have the barbecue house, he has a steakhouse, he has the burger place, and those places at the uh, stadiums. And you know, you gotta always have somebody you you look up to. And oh, I'll be honest with you, maybe I wouldn't be able to create it all on my own, but I'm pretty sure I'll meet other people who would help me create it. And it sounds. It's like one of those like fancy Noma kind of uh, Noma plates where it looks all fancy. You don't even, you don't you don't even want to eat it. You just want to look at it and take a picture. Well, and <laughs> I mean you're you're uh, you know hard work. I mean just working the barbecue place is one thing, but you've driven straight to Austin just to get some Franklin with us. Yes, that was oh man, that was such a blast. I'll never forget. It's uh, no no plane tickets. Uh, everything's booked. 
and of course being a you know being a big supporter of Franklin's Barbecue and because of not only of the good memories that it has, but it's part of my inspiration too that I got into Texas Barbecue. I said I have to be there, and we and we made it within three four hours to spare. Which is if it wasn't for you guys, it would have been a different story. But <laughs> I overslept at the I overslept at the last rest stop because uh, it wasn't even a rest stop; it was a charging station. Yeah. Uh, it's charging up the Tesla because I just couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't keep my eyes open. I said, I'm going to sleep for three hours. Yeah, I'll be late. But luckily, I got Yoni and uh, Stover there to save the spot. And and I'm thinking you guys were going to be first place. And you guys got second place because even you weren't expecting that one. It was crazy. Yeah, there was a tent there when we got there. The funny thing was, was the guy in the tent, like, didn't even care. He's just like, yeah, we came here and got barbecue, yeah, I guess. I remember. Oh, man, I was so bummed out. I don't, think, I don't think they even realized that it was, like, the reopening. I think they were just like, oh, we're going to go get barbecue. Part of the hype, part of, like, uh, or they just say, oh, we'll just go there. You know? and, and that's okay. I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad they got a good taste of what we, of what we were expecting. But I kind of wish it would have been somebody who really just would have appreciated just a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Of being first one in line. Well, and... It, it was a it was so momentous because we were uh I, I mean we we were there uh after what months of closing i mean how how long was it yeah closed? it was uh september october november it's three months of closing that's crazy yeah three months of closing it could have been it could have been longer because according to all the articles you know they rushed it with the permits and uh, thank god they did because can you imagine being closer in the holidays uh, that would have been a, that would have taken its toll on all the employees and staff and of course business owners because uh, you know that's a good chunk of your income right there the holidays. But I'm just so glad that we were able to make it and support him and and let him know that hey you know what we're there for you and as long as you're there we'll be there. Well, and you know he kind of even though he's not the first place he kind of blew up to this fame. Uh, not uh not unlike you are now and so he's kind of led the way for a lot of stuff and it, it's cool to see how you know have you seen many copies or have you seen a lot of people make i haven't seen a lot of other burritos that are made with texas barbecue no i think uh burrito honestly uh i'm definitely i can i can bet my chips on it because i got pictures going back to 2015 uh, just in case anybody comes over and says I I, I invented it. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I got pictures uh, from September 2015 that that was my own creation. Now, if anybody comes out with anything before that, then you know I'll have to give in and give them credit. But until then, I can honestly say, and you know, and even if they try to replicate it, it's going to be the same. Uh, it it may. I've seen people replicate it on the internet. Uh, some other barbecue shops, and it's not the same. Uh, mac and cheese is more looks more like craft mac and cheese. Uh, the sausage is more like an Oscar Mayer weenie, which is nothing wrong with an Oscar Mayer weenie. I like them very much, but that's not the kind of weenie you use for the meat burrito. Yeah. Uh, but I have I have seen it replicated, and I I'll send you the link once we're done, so you can take a look at it. I just don't want to say it out out of courtesy. Yeah. Well, I mean. I- Honestly, that's the beautiful part of the barbecue world is I've noticed that everyone is just uh, they're they're willing to they're willing to share. They're happy being copied, and 
And, you know, even you have a resistance to just making fun or calling someone out. It's nice that we kind of keep everything on the positive side. Do you think that's because all the hard work or what? Well, you know, at the end, at the end of the day, we're, we're, all, we're all in the same boat together. You know, we're all in it, not only for the passion and the love of it. I think a lot of us are. There's some in there that are in it just for the profit. But those are the ones that show in the poor quality that, that they put out. But I think overall, overall, as you see on Instagram, the people that are, you know, busting their ass, whether it's five days a week or six days a week or like snows one day a week. But look at the quality that they're putting out on a consistent basis. And that's and that's when you can tell that, it, that, you, that you're doing it for the love. You know, once you go into a chain kind of a structure or a mom and pop that just hires a bunch of employees and let them run the place. You, you, you just look at it. You take one look. You don't even have to taste it. It's just yeah. more like, okay, this guy's in it for the buck. And that's okay. I mean, he's just not taking my buck. Well, yeah. I mean, I went to Houston uh, a few weeks ago, and I was there with some friends. They are like, you like barbecue? And we went to this barbecue place there, and they had this thing called a rib tip sandwich, which was literally uh, pork rib tips, like with the bones, in a sandwich. And I was like, this isn't a sandwich. Like you can't eat this. It has bones in it. You know, if it's a sandwich, you're supposed to be able to chew, you know, chew through it and uh, and not take out you know any bones out of your mouth that you cannot chew. Yeah, exactly. I can see somebody choking on that thing. It's just a <laughs> just a crazy idea. So it, it's nice that you know places like yours have a standard of quality because sometimes you know barbecue isn't always known. Sometimes it's just the roadside place where there's kind of half cooked or overcooked meat. So it's nice to have, you know, I, I haven't been to your location yet, but it, it sounds like it's an anomaly compared to everything around it. Well, you know, and, and but but you got to be honest with you that, that uh, to be honest with you, it really starts with you guys, you know, shows like you that makes people aware of, of you know, the differences in quality and the differences in barbecue shops, which, uh, you know, up to a year ago or two years ago, Maybe they were around, but nobody even heard about them. I mean, I've had customers that have come in, you know, from San Diego, from Arizona. That hey, I heard about you through the Meat Man. Uh, uh, I heard about the Meat Man through the uh, Best Barbecue, you know, podcast show. And it's really nice because if you really think about it, it now you're educating people. Now you're letting now you're letting them know, hey, this is a good standard for you to be on the lookout. I mean, by you at the Houston Festival. I mean, if it wasn't for those festivals and you guys being out there and broadcasting live and doing all that, a lot of people don't even know about the Houston Barbecue Fest. But then you guys, you guys were there, which was pretty cool because, you know, you're spreading the barbecue word, but not just any barbecue word. It's the good gospel. You know? I would say if quality. A, <laughs> if a barbecue place isn't good, that's probably why it's not. It hasn't been on our show. You know what? And it's it's just and that's a good rule of thumb. It's just like uh like like uh the other this weekend I had a I had about ten people show up at nine in the morning, and I'm thinking, wow, nine in the morning. What what's up with these people? What is it like? Snow's barbecue? Are people just gonna wait in line already? Which is a good thing. I love it, <laughs> but I'm not there yet. <laughs> and then I and then uh, towards the conversation, one of them told me, Ray. Uh, we're here and we love your place, but don't tell them. We're actually case, uh, Kansas City Barbecue Society judges. 
Ooh. I'm like, oh shit, why'd you tell me that? They're like, but don't worry, everything is excellent. We love it. And they they had a blast, man. Everybody was hugging us and telling us how they had been to, in fact, they had been to Snow's already. They had been to Frank's. They had been to Lockhart, man. They, oh my God, they were naming so many places. And it's really nice to hear feedback and for them to tell you, you're doing a good job that we rank you within the you know, top five of our list. And that, that to us, was only in the barbecue biz for going on four years and really doing Texas barbecue just for three years. That's pretty big. That's a big uh, accomplishment as far as our end and big compliments from their end because these guys, all it takes is one bite. And he told me, oh, if we wouldn't have liked you, we just wouldn't have said anything. We just would have just ate it and said goodbye and that's it. And But yeah, they were all hugging and taking pictures with us and and hey, did you see that post we did uh, today before uh, going on in the interview? No, which we're post? Gonna, we're actually going to be feeding uh, some of the uh, executive uh, executives from the Clippers. Really? Yeah, they came in today and placed right. a nice order, and they're going to pick it up at the end of the week. That's it right there. They brought us about 10 caps. Is that a new hat? I've never seen that logo before. It just came out. Uh, it just came out, and they, they left me about... Uh, Six or seven caps. I'll save you one. So when I when I meet you in uh, in Austin uh, at the barbecue fest, or I'm also gonna be at the uh, I'm also gonna be at the festival in December in Houston. At the uh, try to make it down there at the at the throwdown. The throwdown. Yeah. I'm That's the competition at, one, right? With the rodeo. Kind of. Yeah, kind of like the last year. I think it was Leroy and Lewis. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, that. you're talking so, about the Texas versus Austin throwdown. Yeah, but I think they do it in December. I don't know what this one's going to be called, but uh, it's going to be the same thing in December. Yeah, I'll definitely so, be there. I don't know how I missed the last one. It's just there's so much going on sometimes. Like o- over the summer, I had 17 invitations to different barbecue things around Central Texas in one wow. on one Saturday. Oh. <laughs> but a lot of them were just like little small great. town barbecue things, you know? that's awesome i mean that right there i mean that opens i mean just don't gain the weight <laughs> yeah that's why i go to the gym man i see you every morning going to the gym because uh otherwise uh you're gonna be yoni uh big yoni we're gonna yeah. call you big yoni <laughs> well, well and now have you seen uh you know the keto diet and all that is pretty popular so a lot of people are eating barbecue and and yes. more meat heavy fat heavy stuff which is great because that's perfect for your business especially here in la yes uh and it uh it's good because you know what it's it saves us on it saves us from throwing away bread uh because people tell us oh hold the bread which is nice because at the end of the day i love white bread but i hate to see it you know thrown down the trash when you know people here are really nice oh hold the bread and i was like cool because i really kind of makes me sad to see all that bread in the trash can yeah, no one wants to waste things. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where I know sometimes in Austin they put that automatic stack of bread already. Or here in L.A., it's more like a hold of bread, which is cool because as a business owner, you know, that's one less expense. And, and I don't have to worry about crying over, oh, man, all this bread is in the trash can. No, it's nice. I like that diet. And uh, I myself, all... As you see in my post, all those sandwiches that you see, that's all I eat. Just one slice of bread, a slice of brisket, a little bit of coleslaw, and that's all I need. You're not getting tired of eating barbecue? You eat it every day still? I eat every day one slice of bread with 
just like I said, and uh, I don't eat ribs maybe once a week, and pulled pork maybe once in a while. That brisket, I'm like my customers. I can't get away from that brisket. It's a it's a good thing to have. I mean, I at any point in time, I probably I could probably go in my fridge right now and find you a slice of brisket. I'm always cooking it or buying it or something. I eat it. Uh, I eat it like if it was pizza. Cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cold brisket is great. I love. Uh, you know a good cooked brisket because when you eat it cold, it like breaks perfectly. Like it it cleaves like like rocks. Yes, all those little strings just fall apart. Oh, I love it. In fact, uh, I bought some brisket for lunch for my for my son who uh, just got his braces on this weekend, and uh, that he could only eat soft stuff. So I bought him some moist brisket, and he had some that was uh, didn't eat. And I said, "This ain't going to the trash. This is going to my stomach." And oh man, it felt so good. It's like that's the one item, honestly, Yoni. I just can't get tired of. I, I got tired of everything else, but brisket, I just can't. At least not yet. I, I can see myself going longer, liking it every day and not getting tired. Well, and it's funny because I've been, you know, between the guys that come and do tours and the guys that cook, you know, I talk to a lot of people that eat barbecue and some of them say, oh, I don't need to eat barbecue for a while. And, and it's great because, like, we, we, we can't get enough of it. I'll eat brisket until you know I'm dead. And, and you gotta remember that uh, every day, you gotta do your quality control. Uh, you know whether you cook fifteen biscuits and you only take one slice. Uh, that should give you a good idea how's everything coming out. And I'm a believer that after watching all those kitchen shows, kitchen nightmare shows and stuff like that, you gotta try your stuff at least one bite. And most most chefs and most cooks or pit masters, they just cook and don't even bother trying. I understand that we all get tired of it. You have to take that one sample bite. Otherwise, how are you going to know if if your stuff is good? The first question, you ever get that famous chef and they're going to ask you, did you try your food? Most people say no. And, oh, that's why it's so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you like, I love uh, Gordon Ramsay. You watch Kitchen Nightmares and stuff like that? Oh, dude, I think I watched every single episode. Yeah. And, and well, he, especially he, with He, he likes chef quality, Mike. you know? He's all yeah, about keeping f- the quality up. And I get a lot of, uh, since I, as, as you guys probably know, I've never owned a restaurant before. So a lot of my learning, uh, you know, tips and uh, techniques have been from watching those shows, you know, not making those mistakes. And, you know, and believe me, uh, I've even learned uh, how to uh, profit margins, you know, by watching shows like that. Hmm. It's amazing how you just get some good content. And... Even if I probably want to check, I probably make a good ass burger because he has some good ass shows in there. It shows you how to make burgers, which I love his burgers very much. As you know, I go to Vegas a lot to his restaurant. Well, and and it's true that you can really teach yourself anything. I mean, you've basically figured out all this stuff from Aaron Franklin's books, watching videos. Uh, you know, you've created, and and that's not true of most. You know, a lot of places have guys that worked at other places and all that, but you've truly cooked Texas barbecue and learned and taught yourself from scratch. Yes, and, and that's one thing that I'm really proud of, and I can use that as far as uh, to give anybody a, you know, a, a, a piece of advice, is that if I did it you know, coming from a banking background, coming from not even owning a, you know, a barbecue 
grill, not even a smoker, a barbecue grill. My first barbecue grill was in 2013. If I did it, you could do it. And the only thing that's going to stop you is your negativity. Yeah. That's the only thing. You know, if you're, uh, if you, if you're positive and you're willing to learn from your mistake and take criticism, look, your best critics are going to be your friends. Cook for them. That's what I used to do. Cook for them. What do you think of my ribs? Oh, they're good. Just a little bit tough. Do it again. Oh, man, they're awesome. Keep it that way. Okay, get that one down. You know, what's next? Pull pork. Let's try pull pork. And your friends are really going to be your best critics or your family because they're going to tell you how it is. They're going to say it sucks or, damn, I finished my whole plate. Shit was bomb. Can I take some home? So, yeah, just don't be afraid. In fact, uh, uh, we just uh, we were so blessed with that uh, documentary that got uh, that got launched uh, last week from BC. B E S C that tells about a story oh, yeah. that that's gonna hopefully motivate a lot of people and and tell them hey you know the only the only person who says you can't do it it's you so get your booty and do it you know whatever it is whether it's cooking or whatever is that show from El Salvador? No, B C is a multimedia company that's owned by Zoe Zardania, the actress. Oh, okay. Um, so she owns it, and uh, she. Uh, this is a five series documentary. Uh, uh, it's a documentary about. Uh, it's about you know successful you know people that are really doing stuff that is not really within their within their range. You know, here I am. I'm Salvadorian. What the heck am I doing barbecue? But it works, and I think that's what. And not only does it work. But the story behind it, you know, so it's one of she, they're out there looking for people like that. And we got chosen. Well, and you were in the newspaper in El Salvador as well, right? Yeah. Wasn't that something else? I couldn't believe it. Because of that documentary, uh, the newspaper, the main newspaper in El Salvador, kind of like the, it's just the number one in readership. They picked up the story and they did it online. And next thing you know, I guess they so many people were reading it. They decided to uh, to make a print. They did a whole page. I was like, I almost had a heart attack of joy because, you know, not only are we putting our, you know, our country, you know, I, I was born in the U.S., but my mom and dad are Salvadorian, so that makes me, you know, a dual citizenship. Uh, it makes me really proud that I could, you know, that I could, you know, put a good name for the country that I was raised in. My first years of life, which is my first 14 years. Well, and, and it's... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and I'm very proud that, that they picked up the story. Yeah, it was really nice. Really, really nice. And it's it's beautiful that, you know, I, I like um, David Chang's new documentary, Ugly Delicious. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. They, they, they're in L.A., they're all over the world, but there's a whole episode just on barbecue, and I love it because they don't... He's almost screaming. I mean, he doesn't say it out loud as much, but the, the thesis, if you watch it, the underlying idea is like, there's no, you can make a Korean marinade and cook it Texas style. Like you, There's no borders anymore. So it's great to see everyone from everywhere cooking all kinds of food. I think you saw that at the Houston Barbecue Fest. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. I mean, how many people at the Barbecue Fest were doing uh you know, baby back ribs with Korean uh, kind of uh, marinades and sauce. Dude, that was delicious. I mean, ones that I could really stand out that, I, that you know, you got the, uh, 
you know, the Blood Brothers. You also have uh, Joy Victorian. You know, you also have these other places that were doing, you know, that Korean fusion. I thought that was fantastic. And you know, and it, and it goes back to the same thing. You know, barbecue can be can mean anything, just like that show says. It's not just one kind. It's whatever your area that you're in. You know, it makes it as long as you got fire and you got coals and you got charcoal and you got wood and you got meat, it's on. Well, and Joey Victorian has that chimichurri that people go crazy for. With the tri-tip. Yeah. <laughs> Lovey, look, Joey Victorian is is making a is making a, kind of like a you know believers out of Texans who don't even normally eat the tri you know tri-tip because. It is a different, it's a different ball game. But yet he's being very successful. Sometimes you just gotta differentiate yourself. And look at uh, my other buddy on uh, Instagram, Honky Talk. Uh, he does uh, worldwide fusion, so every week he has a complete different menu, and and that's really cool because every week you show up, you could you, you could eat barbecue from another another part of the world. Well, and uh, and Billy Durney does the Korean sticky ribs. Uh, you know, Joy Victorian's got the chimichurri. Ronnie Killen's always doing something wild. Uh, there's, I saw there's... the ta- I saw the tacos from this morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, delicious. <laughs> yes. It's a. Uh, th- there's no more borders anymore. So, like, I make ramen with. Uh, I mean, it's not even ramen. Like, it could be pho, it could be ramen, it could be just a Chinese hot pot. But it's just, uh, it's a hot broth with lots of ingredients, and one of those ingredients is often Texas barbecue. Yeah, and then look at look at the one Franklin opened up with that with that other yeah the Japanese smokehouse. Yeah, I mean that's unheard of. Now I'll be honest with you, you know what I really do want to I do want to make, but I gotta learn how to make it. Cause I want, and one of these days when you come over, hopefully I'll have it perfected. Brisket sushi. Now that right there, I gotta learn how to make sushi, but I could see myself making some badass rolls with freshly smoked brisket. Well, and the, even, I mean, there's guys that spend 10 years trying to master the rice by itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, ours is going to be more like California, California roll, which with Japanese is like dog food anyway. But that's okay, though. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> dog food. I'm sure Japanese people eat sushi in California. You don't think so? Yeah, but the California roll, the California roll, they call it dog food. Anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I remember back in the 90s, there was a station KRQ, which is kind of like a alternative, you know. And then there was a commercial that says, uh, it said, uh, oh, California sushi, dog food. You know, and that's where I remember it from. So it was hilarious. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Because, you know, to Japanese, California roll barbecue is junk. I'm gonna that's have... okay, though. You got to start somewhere. I'm going to have to look up... Uh... The, that commercial for um, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's there just uh, KROQ and California rolled dog food I'm pretty sure it's there <laughs> you'll be laughing uh, well good thing the good thing is is that we're not you know you're cooking Texas barbecue you're cooking something that's not only stylish these days but you know it is of quality and it's something that even I, I met some guys uh, at La Barbecue a little while back in Tokyo that have a, a smokehouse, and they're trying to learn the same thing. It's crazy. It's a, what I like about Texas barbecue itself is because you're cooking it in such a simplicity way. You could 
get that barbecue and put it into anything and it'll shine. You could throw it on eggs, you could throw it on salads, you could throw it, I mean, it's an, it's simplicity at its best. I mean, I love it. I mean, it's really, people don't realize how salt and pepper with zero barbecue sauce to you transform your dish that you're eating normally into something else. I mean, look, there's brisket pizza now. A lot of these people in Houston now are doing brisket pizzas. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. I mean, I know there's there's always been pulled pork. It's always been around, but not brisket pizza. Well, and I even was talking to some guys that are in Toronto, Adamson Barbecue, and oh, they yeah, cook. Huh? They were just here. They just did a tour, and they say every day people are like, what's your secret? What's your secret rub? What's the secret? All that stuff. And they're like, salt and pepper. Salt I'm, and pepper. I'm, I don't know. I mean, as you've seen, I'm, I'm selling my rub. Yeah. Uh, and, and people are buying it. But I think that uh, I think that part of it has to do, Johnny, about that. Part of oh, it has to do is that um, the, the mesh grind of the pepper is really, honestly, that's a big secret too. That uh, I happened to, after three years of searching some here in LA, I was finally able to find one that was authentic Central Texas style. I bought everything. About $2,000. or I don't even want to think of a number. But I don't know if you saw the picture. My whole Tesla was covered in, my whole trunk of it, my Tesla was full of barbecue, or full of uh, salt, uh, not salt, full of pepper, coarse pepper container. Is it just the mesh or was it the, 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 the brand also? No, it's the mesh. It's, uh, you can have your regular coarse pepper, but it's that, that measurement of mesh. And uh, when I got, as soon as I got to my barbecue shop, that was on the weekend. Uh, Monday, I was using it. And Tuesday, when I took that first bite, that's it. That's it. I, uh, I looked no further. And then I started selling it, and then people have been buying it. And they're loving it. They're, they're, they're really uh, in... You can't find it at Restaurant Depot. You can't find it. It was really, it was a lucky find. I was really excited. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had to use my coffee grinder uh, to get that nice even grind before. Yes. Because if you try to do it in one of those blade grinders or a blender or something, you just get a bunch of powder. It's got it's to be one of those bird grinders. Yes, yeah, like, like your coffee grinder. Yeah. So you like a nice coarse grind or what? It's um, It's not... It's kind of like think about it as a, a above course, but not so heavy, and uh, it's almost and cracked. It, yeah, it's almost cracked. Yes, and I think that's what uh, a lot of. If you notice, a lot of the food critics have been going to the barbecue shop. That's the number one thing they like: the bark. They love the coarseness of it. They love the fact that I pack it in really well, and I think that's the one thing that I do miss sometimes when I go to Austin is that sometimes you get these people that are just going like that. No, I mean, I get that bad boy and I pack it. I make sure I pound it with my own hand. And I think that's fantastic because at the end of the day, you know, when you're cutting some of that lean brisket, which I love very much, that's the one. That's why you see me eat a lot of lean brisket because of the bark. It has a lot of bark. Yeah, I love yeah, those end pieces. Everybody swears. Yeah, the, the, everybody swears from the moist. And don't get me wrong. It's... Moist is awesome, but to me, it's all about the bark. 
I mean, I'll, I'll take some of that lean any time of the day as long as it's got the bark. Well, and as you know, we call our fans the Meat Men. I've been asking everyone what their message to the Meat Men is at the end of every show. And so, Ray, the king of the Meat Man burrito, uh, what's your message to the Meat Man? What's your message to the people out there cooking, tasting, that are just Texas barbecue fanatics? Uh don't be fooled by people just slapping their Texas name in the front of their shop. You know, read the reviews on Yelp. Read the reviews on, you know, whatever company you use. Use it and make sure if that looks, if you see one little sign that looks of that brisket being reheated, being brown and being like it was just came out of the microwave, trust me, just by you walking in there, it ain't going to get better. So... Don't don't shortchange yourself. Just walk away. And don't be fooled by those by those fake people just trying to sell you Texas barbecue and it just came out of a frozen container. Well, and I think that it's really beautiful that you waited uh, to to really put the word Texas into your name until you felt like you were there. And and most people don't realize that as a pitmaster, as someone who owns a barbecue restaurant, you're always tweaking. You're always you know you're changing your pepper. You're you're building up. To, to that higher point always and and it's one of those things where you know take pride in what you do and i've had i've had to throw away ribs i've had to throw away brisket because it didn't come out the way it did it and it hurts and when i mean throw it away is i mean you know put it into the beans you know because you, know, you could always use it but i mean yeah. not sell it not sell it just like that is what i mean and just you know take take pride in what you cook because that pride is that pie, is that stuff that money can buy? Well, Ray, uh, you're a great friend and a great friend of the show, and I love seeing everything you're doing. I wish you were closer so I could just come high five you. Uh, but I appreciate it, man. And you know, if if I don't make it out there before you get here, I'll see you uh, in November. Yeah, no, it sounds great. It'll be it'll be a, uh, it'll be a pleasure, and uh, just like always, uh, you know, it's always great catching up with you guys. I'm going to try to uh, send you over some of our sausages. So, uh, yeah, That'd be awesome. So I, could de- so I could get your opinion. Yeah. I'd love to so, taste it. Oh, yeah. So after, once we're done, shoot me over your mailing address and uh, we'll send some over. And uh, in the meantime, always a big fan of you guys since uh, day one. So thanks a lot for all right. supporting us. And we'll see you guys soon, Joni. Thank you, Ray. Our pleasure. Talk to you soon. Bye. To come in and meet man, y'all will see me eat man. Hit on the meat man, y'all will see me eat man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. Recorded live in Austin, Texas. Texas.